welcome back to the podcast. I'm the host, Sean Boyce. I'd like to welcome my guest to the show today, Bill Hasse, who is an expert in financial literacy. Hello, Bill. How are you? And thanks for being on the show. Hey, I, I'm, I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate yeah, I'm very excited to talk about the topics we have prepared for today. But before we do that, if you wouldn't mind, Bill, so our audience could become more familiarized with you. Can you talk a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Um, um, I'll try and keep this short and sweet, but uh, you know, I'm an old guy, so I've been around the block a few times. But uh, basically, I started off out of college. I went into the trading pits here in Chicago, spent 20 years there doing everything from stock, stock options, um, risk arbitrage, uh, interest rate futures, meaning stock, uh, bonds, notes, euro dollars, S&P 500s, currencies. Uh, so I had my toes in a lot of different waters. I did manage a Japanese brokerage group in the euro dollars, which is interest rate futures, uh, for about seven years. And, and uh, most of my clients are Far East, Middle East, Europe, where I help them understand how to protect U.S. dollars and foreign banks from uh, regulatory changes, uh, rate fluctuations, uh, currency fluctuations, pandemics, terrorist acts, uh, things of that nature. Um, and then that grew into once the trading pits ended, uh, which was just recently, but I got out in 2006 um, and uh, worked on a number of different things. And, you know, the 2006 to 2010 weren't the best years to uh, try and start your own business. But um, uh, eventually wound up on, on Main Street here just uh, as a retirement strategist, uh, helping folks understand how to balance portfolios, how to use their portfolios in retirement, what to expect in retirement, things of that nature. And, that kind of morphed into this show behind me, Innovative Strategies, which is uh, my podcast, all about um, bringing people on that discuss, uh, talk about uh, the issues and concerns that small business, medium business size owners run into. And then we provide solutions for them as well with a, a mission of, of uh, trying to reduce the time frame it takes to become successful from startup uh, and hopefully reduce the amount of pain uh, that you go through as well. But uh, that's that has morphed into now. I'm also working uh, on another business uh, in financial literacy in education for high school and college students. So, and entrepreneurial programs as well. How to start up a business and how to plan. But uh, so it's I've been around the block, done a lot, a lot of experience. Uh, as you can imagine, I have lots of questions for you. <laughs> well, you know, two guys like us can have a great conversation. You know, we, yeah, we love numbers, we love finance, we love money. Uh, not so much the money, but the it, you know, we the, how money works. Opportunity for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, solving problems for sure. And like yourself, I've been involved in tons of projects uh, across the course of my career, which have been very interesting. A lot of them finance related, of course, especially now. And we're seeing some really interesting stuff happen in industry. And I know you've seen kind of uh, been around the block to use your own words. So you've seen kind of that how technology and innovation has changed over time. I'd be curious to get your take on what you're seeing, you know, what you've seen previously. That was an interesting and developing trend that's now maturing and what you, you know, what's most interesting to you at the moment, given what is happening currently. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's interesting in that uh, I was the very first person ever uh, in the U.S. to trade electronically. And I traded side by side. I was buying and selling on a computer and I was buying and selling in the trading pit using hand signals all at the same time with a whole bunch of people in my ears screaming and hollering. And, and uh, so I got a really strong taste of it early on. And um, it, boy, has it come a long way, right? We, we know we can't 
it's hard to plan out more than that three to five year uh, window because technology is changing us so quickly. Um, the difference I'm seeing now between between now and back then is back then there was a lot of animosity towards it. There was a lot of I don't want to touch it. Uh, I, I want to stay. I don't understand it, so I don't want to go near it. Uh, what I'm seeing now is there's more um, more folks are accepting of technology and what technology can do and the value it brings. Uh, it's so important. You're working in that area. You know, we we, yep. we talked about uh, how technology isn't there to replace people. It is there to provide them opportunities to enhance their careers, um, the, to 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 go out into more areas and be uh, be able to use their talents uh, and their gifts uh, more. We still need uh, a lot of the corporate world to embrace uh, that opportunity. Um, and even in like you deal in the accounting world, you know, an accountant might say, well, great, if I can use technology, I can get rid of some of these workers and therefore I'm making more money. It's like, mm, I don't agree with that. I, I think what you do is you free up your employee to do more and, and to generate more. And, and uh, you know, that's the name of the game. That's such a great way to describe it as well, too. I, I see this all the time. Like you said, when I'm working with the accounting firms is. There's this apprehension. It's either apprehension, skepticism, sometimes a little bit of fear in terms of even where we might be now, but especially with what's coming. When you start talking about terminology related to artificial intelligence, machine learning, when these terms come up, they start to, just like you said from you know, a generation or so ago or 10 years ago, as technology then was promising big changes. It's like almost like the fear of the unknown. It's really more of an uncertainty element probably, but perhaps a, like a lack of understanding in what that technology really is and what it can do for us. But uh, the misconception is that I think people think of the technology in terms of it's going to make big changes for replacing someone in a workforce or disrupting, you know, exactly who does what. And instead people are going to find themselves maybe like without a job or the role right. changes dramatically in that way. But in reality, it's more, how can we be better at what we're doing today? Like, how can we, alleviate some of the more repetitive, time-consuming, error-prone tasks from our team members and instead give them more interesting, more complex, different types of problems to solve and enable them to do more with less. And inevitably, I think, I would love to get your take on this, but this is probably what you've seen. And that's also what's being promised today. But some of that same concern is still there. I, I, tremendously, especially with AI, um, you know, it, it scares me to some extent, and, 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 and if it doesn't, it, and, and you know, because I I can't say I know that much about it, uh, but I can't. Let's put it in perspective, though. So back when the cotton gin was developed and invented, fifty four percent of Americans worked in the fields. Now you now you develop this big machine that takes over half of their jobs. And you're, you're, the concern was, was, oh, boy, you're going to put all these Americans, you know, 25% of Americans out of work. Uh, well, that didn't happen. It didn't happen. What it did was it shifted the focus of other things that needed to be done. It created other opportunities. And, and I think that is something we should embrace today uh, with AI and, and, and other forms of, of technology uh, we should embrace the fact that it provides us with opportunities to to do more to, and to do other things. Spread our wings. Great. Well said. I'm at the moment. I'm reading a book called The Fourth Industrial Revolution um, by Klaus Schwab, which is a super interesting read, and it covers 
uh, at least in a little bit of detail, the previous three industrial revolutions and how they're expected to be different than the one that we're currently undergoing, which is largely focused on this AI and machine learning and things related to that, how they're going to change industries like finance and accounting. Uh, it's super interesting. One of the distinctions that was made in what I've read so far was how those three are going to be different from this one. And it was the focus on, just like you said, what was being automated then versus what's going to be automated now. And previously talked about the other three largely being focused on physical work with the current one being focused on cognitive work. So it being able to help us with some of these more complex tasks, decision-making even, as opposed to just like alleviating us of like manual labor, for example, or just making things simply move faster. So that's going to open up a ton of really interesting possibilities, which uh, I know I'm excited for, but I'm more of a technologist. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to learning. make everybody as excited as I am. <laughs> I, I, I'm becoming more tech savvy uh, by the day, that's for sure, because it, it's it's forced upon me, just like it is on, on so many other people. Um, I would kind of argue that, that I, I agree with you. It's, it's more towards a cognitive but we're we're still doing a lot uh, to replace uh, employees and endurance. Look at look at fast food restaurants that are now, you know, going to have machines make flipping burgers, you know, and, and and taking orders and moving moving things out down the line out to the to the consumer. Um, uh, so it's 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 going on everywhere, and I think part of the issue we can run into is it's moving fast. You know, an example, look at the Australia canceling their contract for the nuclear submarines with France, because they realized that the five years it would take to develop the submarine and deliver it in that time frame, the technology would have would have already expired. You know, we, we would already blown past it. So they canceled that contract. That's why I say for me, thinking more than three to five years out is really kind of pushing the envelope. Um if you, because you just don't know we're, we're moving so quickly. Well said. Um, and sorry, Bill, can you give me one moment? Just uh, I'm getting the hook here for a second. We'll just pause and then yeah. pick it back up in two seconds. If that's okay with Absolutely. you. Yeah. Sorry about that. And I appreciate no that. I'll be right with you. Not a problem. Thank you, Bill. And uh, well said. So question I would have for you, about this topic as well, too, is something we talked about before, and it's figuring out how to best leverage technology. Uh, you know, as you're considering what's changing, uh, where we've been, where we're going, what what's some of your best advice? You know, you've seen a lot throughout the course of your career. What do you think you, works? What do you think you know adds you know more adversity? I think one of the one of the more difficult things for a lot of business people uh, and business owners are is who do you go to. Who's who's actually really good at what they do? You know, and, and and how many web designers do you know? And 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 they're all over the boards with what they charge, and they're all over the boards with what they say is this is a way to do it, and that's a way to do it. And if that's not what you do, it's decisions about finding the right person. Uh, so you need to do due diligence, really. Um, you know, we talk about referrals in business, right? Referrals and sales and everything. That is so very much important because you're talking to people who have experience that have worked with somebody and said, you know what, they've done a great job for me. Um, then that's somebody I want to talk to. Uh, do I want to pick somebody out of the yellow pages? And again, I'm showing my age here, but, you know, or, or just off the internet. Um, that's a much more difficult process more time consuming uh, than reaching out to those you know who may have someone uh, that can that can better fit your needs. Uh, and it's why it's so important to get out there and meet people. Uh, 
and 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 meet as many as you can, and regardless of what their background is, you you absolutely never know what somebody can bring to the table uh, at any given moment. It's really well said, uh, and I think there's I'm reading more and more about this topic, especially lately, where it's wanting to know or like the desire to want to know more about all of these different types of technology so they can figure out, separate kind of the wheat from the shaft in terms of what do I need to be focused? Like what's undeveloped and not there yet? And you know, what should I be focusing on now? And if we aren't focusing on that now, it's either going to cost us sooner rather than later, or it's an area where we're not taking advantage of certain efficiencies or cost effectiveness, but it gets confusing. It's a, there's a lot going on at any given point in time, right? You gave a previous example where canceling an order because the amount of time it's going to take because of how fast technology is moving at that point, more than likely could be obsolete, right? Because of how much like, the unknown, like what's coming in the next five years, just think about where we were five years ago. So that's that's something I'd love to pick your brain about as well. Also, you know, uh, you'd mentioned finding kind of a an advisor, if you will, or someone who understands the landscape. That's more right. important, I feel like, now than ever. And if your team doesn't have that, go get it. Right. 100% true. Uh, you, you know, uh, we don't know everything. And we wear a lot of hats as business owners, small business owners, medium size. Uh, and we don't know everything. But you, 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 you have to trust somewhere and, and in some folks. And, and you need to, uh, uh, again, it's about doing due diligence, really, and doing your homework and, and studying uh, what it is you need. Stay focused. Don't make it too difficult. You, you can simplify things. And by that, I mean, remember, to start a business, you only need to know two things. What are you selling and who are you selling it to? All right. So if you keep those in mind, you keep those in mind as you're making your decision, I think that will help you. Um, um, It's easy to get off track. It's easy to to get into the weeds, as we we say. And uh, and it's really important to uh, to try not to go too deep into anything and to just just. You know, you need to make decisions. Don't freeze. In the trading pits, that's one thing we learned. We live by the term GID, get it done. You make decisions and you make split-second decisions, right or wrong. You're you're almost never always right, but you're going to make adjustments as you go along. But don't freeze yourself up or your business by being indecisive. And, And I think that's happened a lot with this pandemic. I think it's really caused one of the biggest problems. Definitely. That's some great advice too, especially given my background, my backgrounds in finance, accounting, and technology, but the the technology piece and what I've seen is there's a tendency to want to kind of like over-engineer, make it perfect, and just keep at it. They call I've heard it referred to as engineer's disease, which I think is an interesting way to describe it, where you're like constantly reinventing, right? And it's like, no, eventually we need to ship this. Like we need to get it out there. It needs to solve problems. It's got to start working for us so that I like that mentality as well too. Because yeah. uh, the more progressive from that crowd is like, now we like ship at 75%. Like once it's, once it's close enough, we get it out there, we start helping, right? Because it's like you said, you might not always get it right. And it may, may never be perfect, but as long as you're making progress, that's what really matters. Well, I, you know, no plan goes exactly as planned ever. It, 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 well it's impossible, you know, but, but, you know, you, you got to stay focused and, and, and you got to remember that it, you know, you got to look forward. So if you're looking to solve a problem or an issue or concern that you have about your business right now, don't look for it to fix it instantly at this moment, because that fix may create other problems down the road. 
You need to think forward. You need to, when you put those, those, the processes and procedures in place and the technology in place, don't put it in place to solve what you need done now. You need to think about how is it going to continue to help me solve problems as I go forward three, five years down the road, because otherwise you wind up patching things together. Right. You, you, you buy this program because it solves that problem Buy this program, solves that problem. And three, five years down the road, you find out that all these things start mumbling together and they don't talk to each other and they don't work. And you, you have breakdowns and breakdowns in processes and procedures. And then you have to call somebody in who's very expensive and do that process mapping that they'll do. And, and they'll either be able to to, you know, tape together what you've got. Or we're going to say, you're going to have to scrap this and start all over again. Um, most people who do buy technology when they start up only use about 10% of what they're purchasing. And that's another thing. You know what you're doing. Know what you're getting. Know what you're buying. Know what it can do for you uh, and use it. Um, but again, as a business owner, you don't know all those things. You have to put a little trust and faith in those who are doing the right things for you. And then the people who work for you, let them do their thing. And, and, you know, give them the freedom uh, to to say, hey, you, you know, the program we got, you know, it also does this. I, said, I didn't know that. So that's great. Well said. I see that a lot as well, too, where things get over engineered or we buy, we introduce tech products into the environment for we, we pick them based on all the features we want, not necessarily the things that we need. And then sooner rather than later, much like your example of how obsolescence takes over because we're moving so quickly, well, the vast majority of that stuff we typically wind up never using or needing. And as such, we bought something way too big. We bought something way too expensive, took way too long to implement, and we barely used it. <laughs> so that I don't know how well that necessarily helped us make progress. We could have done something a lot smaller, a lot quicker, um, probably more cost effectively and gotten this that specific we need or had at the moment you know, yeah. steps one, maybe steps two, and then build from there, right? Like implement that first, gain some momentum. Now figure out what your top problems are. Don't try to solve all of them at once. Right, right. And, you know, it, it's an easier pill to swallow if you're if you're making a lot of money. Sure. Uh, but if you are not, it, it, you, you, you really can't afford to waste money. And, and, and we do a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're in accounting, you know, Oh yeah, um, the people uh, that 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 you know spend money is this a, is this a deduction? Um, <laughs> right. You know, like, well now isn't the time to ask. The time to ask <laughs> is before you 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 purchase that. Exactly. You know, and, 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 and that's that's why you need a good relationship with a CPA. You need a good relationship with a lawyer, and you know, and 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 other professional people because again, you can't wear all the hats. Um, you can't know all and be all. Uh, in any business that you're in. But, uh, you know, I look upon myself and my businesses, uh, maybe I'm the moderator or the director, um, but that doesn't mean I know everything. That just means I make sure I have good people underneath me whom I know they can do what needs to be done. And if they have an issue or concern, they can come to me and say, here's my problem. I'll say, fine, let's work together and solve it. Or maybe Tom over there, he's the guy to talk to to solve it because he knows all about that. You know, and cross-reference, and 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 it's you know it's directing. It's not uh, not running, not telling people what to do. It's letting people do what they do best. Getting the most out of your team—that's some solid advice there as well. Also, that when really when you really take advantage of that approach, that's when you start to see a lot of the magic happen. 
because you've given folks the ability to come up with like the creative ways to solve problems, right? The objective yeah. of you as a leader is not necessarily to solve them for them. It's to put the right people in the right position to be able to come up with solutions that maybe we never really even thought of. Yeah. If you think you have all the answers, you're already in trouble. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, to be honest with you, I, and there's so many business owners that, you know, the egos get big. And even in the in the corporations, the, the, the higher up, the ladder you go, the bigger your ego gets. And, and, and I would venture to say that, that that's a problem. The bigger it gets, the more it gets in the way. Um, you know, of making good choices, making good decisions, and 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 you know, building a good, strong business. Uh, so it's de- it's detrimental, actually. Agreed. Uh, we, we've something. all seen it, right? We've all had bad bosses, bad managers, poor leadership. We don't teach these skills uh, enough, um, and, and we need to. Many people that get put into a higher position as they go up that ladder, um, you, you find that they're actually they're like. I'm in way over my skis on this one. Yep. And it's like, okay, you know, so we have that old saying, we'll fake it till you make it. Yep. You know, how much does that cost? Oh, it gets um, real expensive, especially it, at the yeah. point that you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, it gets expensive financially and, and people-wise. You lose yep. good people. To me, that's more valuable than the dollars and cents. Totally. Hard to get, how hard is it to get good people now, though? Huh? Oof, good luck, man. That's that's one of the biggest problems I'm hearing now from the accounting firms that I'm I'm speaking with. They're uh, because of like the great resignation, other things like that. People reflecting uh, over the pandemic, right? They've had an opportunity to think through kind of where they are, what trajectory they're on, and because the demand has shot up so significantly, their competing firms are dangling big money, huge bonuses in front of their team to kind of like steal them away. So like tax season hits, all of a sudden that workload doubles and they're like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to take that road. <laughs> well, you know, um, and then they're going to turn around when tax season ends and say, you know what? I don't need you now. See you bye. Right. And, exactly. and that's, that's, risky. that's wrong. That is so Very wrong. wrong. And, and it, 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 that is self-fulfilling their own problem. Yeah. And it, it self-creates it. And I see this in the corporate world a lot. Yep. Um, you know, even in like sales, especially too, you know, Hey, you, we'll, we'll sign you on a sales, but you've got 30 days, 60 days, 90 days to meet your quota or you're out of here. Yep. Well, to me, that's what I call renting business, forcing your product down clients throats and stuff. That's renting business. You don't own that. You yep. own that when you have the relationships, that's when you develop ownership. And, uh, and we see too much of that at every different level and every different aspect, um, in business world. Also, they've created their they've created their own problem. You think corporations like overpaying to get people to come in to get good people to come in? No, they do not. Do you think they're going to find a way to reduce that burden in the future? You bet they're going to look for that. Yep. And again, that's just going to turn the wheels of of upsetting people. And you know, we have since January of last year, we have uh, roughly two million new businesses started up since January of last year. That's a lot of people leaving. Those aren't people that are leaving the 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 line at McDonald's. Those these are corporate folks that are leaving. They're taking their skills. They're taking their gifts, their abilities, and they're saying, "You know what? I'm going to go out on my own. I'm going to do this." Um, and they, they don't know how difficult it is, <laughs> right. and how challenging it is until all, all of a sudden they're eating ramen noodles every night. <laughs> right. You know, but uh, but uh, you know, many will succeed. Uh, many won't, but many will succeed, and, and uh, uh, many will merge together to help each other out. True. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see the innovation that comes out of that. I'm always encouraged by it. And even if it doesn't go well, 
feel like from a lessons perspective and an area of expertise, I, I know when I was, when I was working in corporate, I, I thought I had everything figured out. And, uh, when I when I struck it on my own, it was a very humbling experience. <laughs> it, it, it is for the company I used to work with. After yeah. I was done working with them, and I uh, still profusely complimentary to this day. <laughs> yeah, you know, how many people do you know though? And and again, I'm older, so I know a, a good number of folks that have been in the corporate world their whole life, and the re- and they hate it. They absolutely hate yep. it. They're they're people. miserable. They're they're no fun to be around. They just you know we call them eors, right? They're always complaining and moaning, right? And the sky is gonna fall, but but they won't leave because it's too much money. Well, you know what? There's more to life than money. And you know, my father used to always say to me, "Because I just don't understand you. You don't care about money, but that's the business you're in." I said, "But that's it, that's the game for me." You know, it's it's not about how much money you make and, and anything like that. It's it's you know how how much can you help others by understanding by bringing financial literacy and and watching them grow personally or, or business wise. Um, that's the reward. I mean, you know, it's there's nothing wrong with taking your talents and getting paid and your gifts and being paid and earning a living. Uh, but um, you know, I don't look to be a millionaire. Uh, that that's that's not a driving motive for me. Yeah, well said and same. Uh, I know you do a lot of work in this area, in particular with financial literacy. Love to hear you talk a little bit more about that, some of the, uh, the projects that you're involved with. Yeah, it's really exciting. I mean, this show, Innovative Strategies, is all about helping business owners, right, get started up and, and, and grow and uh, get to those next levels. And, and, and I've really enjoyed this. We've grown to a little over 700,000 listeners, and, and, uh, and we're growing, moving to a new studio next week. Really excited about that, um, but my big one that I'm, I'm I, I have a calling for is uh, I had a high school reach out to me and ask me if I could help them develop some kind of a literacy program, financial, um, and then I was working with their entrepreneurial program, and I really enjoy that. And I said, okay, but if, if I'm going to do this, why why do I want to put a lot of effort in for just one school? And then I looked it up, and there's twenty six thousand seven hundred twenty seven high schools in this country, like. Okay, now that's a bigger market. Now we get into e-learning, and e-learning is a huge business that is uh, uh, growing. Uh, uh, they say, from what I understood yesterday from conversation, uh, a business that is going to grow about two hundred billion dollars in the next five years. Um, so uh, you know, you all who want to go out there and hit all the baby boomers up that have all that money, you go ahead and have fun with that. I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to get in this world, and. And uh, but the, the whole goal is really develop a high level, high quality program that truly helps uh, the high school kids understand and learn about financial literacy. Because in, in my world, we know that the spouses don't talk about money. They don't talk to each other about money. They don't talk to their children about money it perpetuates. So we start teaching the children and bypass the adults and hopefully they'll catch on and they'll learn as well. But, but we're also going to do a program for college. Uh, students as they're graduating, because that's that's a different world than when you leave high school. Uh, when you leave high school, maybe you want to go to vocational school, but we kind of frown upon that. And we have historically. Uh, yeah, but what if you want to go to a vocational school because you want to start a business that you want to build? You don't want to be a plumber. You want to be a guy who owns a plumbing business. 
So you go to you go to vocational school to learn about plumbing, you right? Go, but you, you go to that entrepreneurial school to, to learn how to build it into a business. Mm-hmm. A college student is a little different. And they graduate from college and it's like, okay, now I get to this corporate world. What's a 401k? What do I invest in? What percentages is it? What is it? What are the fees? Which healthcare plan do I choose? Um, what's this profit sharing thing? Um, or, or even something along the lines of um, how do I buy my first home? Yeah, mortgage. Um, well, yeah, mortgage. What, what's that all about? Because I'll tell you what, very complicated process. You know, and it goes all the way up. And how do I plan for retirement? What's the best way? You know, do I, somebody just showed me the, the clip yesterday we use a lot. Um, uh, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a million dollars? I'll give you right now. Or would you rather I start giving you a penny today and I double that money every day? Love that exercise. And, you know, and in 30 days, you know, everybody who took that million dollars is crying because if you took that penny and doubled it every day, you have over $5 million. Big winner. Yep. You know, and you got to think about that same thought process when you're, when you're in your twenties, you're getting out of college, you're going to start building for your retirement. Uh, more and more people want to retire younger and younger. It's not as easy to do because there's lots of other expenses involved, but, uh, um, uh, you know, but if you plan properly and you start early enough, uh, you can accomplish. You'd be amazed. Um, you come out of college, you're making sixty thousand dollars a year. You've never made that kind of money in your life. What's wrong with putting 20 percent of that away? You weren't seeing it. You weren't used to seeing it anyway. But if you start early, you can, you you will develop those you know the, those skills and those patterns. Uh, but if you wait till later in life, uh, you won't. You won't, well you'll, you'll be, you'll be playing catch up the whole time. And you'll never catch up. Great point. And that's an amazing project. I commend you in the effort. I'm super excited to learn more about the content and share it in any way that I can as well too. And for myself, selfishly, I wish I had access to something like that because like you said, it's not taught usually at either level, yeah. which is crazy. Like, it, you know, you never learned about like balancing a checkbook or something like that in high school, which would have been really valuable. It was important back then. Uh, it's still important now in college, you know, all these other financial literacy elements, right? I studied finance, so that was incorporated. But for mm-hmm. the majority of the people that were studying something else, that stuff wasn't taught. But that's really important for balancing and managing your life. Uh, otherwise, well, basic stuff. out of there. Yeah, exactly. You need to learn. I talked to high school kids. And one high school kid tells me, I said, how do you know what your balance is? Because we don't balance checks books anymore, right? Everything's yeah. online. And the kid goes, oh, it's simple. I go to an ATM. I put it in. It tells me what my balance is. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I talked to a gal and, and she went and opened up a, uh, um, a, a high school senior. She opened up a checking account. Um, and then she had the debit card with it. And she was getting blown up with with uh, insufficient funds, fees, $20, $20, $20. She's like, I don't understand. I said, we opened up the wrong account. Because you didn't even know which account would be best suited for your needs. And how could you know? Nobody taught you. The banker's going to tell you, da, 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 and you don't understand any of it. And you're afraid to say, I don't understand it because you don't want to feel like you're looking dumb in front of somebody. That's why so many people don't talk to financial advisors. They just don't want to feel like that they're dummies. And um, but the reality is, is you're you're more of a dummy by not talking to somebody professional, uh, you know, than than doing so and feeling bad. But uh, 
So, there, you know, we have a lot of, you know, we carry baggage, right, from generation to generation. And uh, we, I, I love that technology is providing us the opportunities to uh, unpack that luggage. Well said. You know. And uh, future generations be better off because of it, which is real progress. So that's amazing. Thank you for sharing, Bill. And thank you for being here. Uh, great, fantastic conversation, as always. Very valuable. Always enjoy uh, time with you. Much appreciated, as always. Um, two questions that I have for you before we let you go. The first, are there any resources in particular that you'd like to share with our audience where they can go to learn more about anything we talked about here today or anything else that you feel is important? Well, that's a that's a tough one because I'm still learning all of that myself on a day-to-day basis. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, and that's what makes it so daunting, right? It, it, that there's just so much out there. But uh, I, even I tell my kids, they come to me all the time and ask questions. I go, you know, there's this really cool thing called Google and and YouTube. And there's a lot of answers to be found out there. Uh, and you can find them very quickly. Uh, but when, you, when you're when you looking for answers that you can't find so, so readily, uh, reach out to those you trust. Uh, you, you know, we go back to that no like and trust thing that we all talk about. Um, but reach out to those around you. You'll be surprised how much people around you know that you never knew they knew. Um, well said. They're great resources. They're right there at your fingertips. You just don't know it. Agreed, especially YouTube. I'm on there all the time picking up stuff, uh, just like playing around today with more like machine learning, cool stuff where they're predicting all kinds of uh, financial elements and just like get lost. But it's it's a good kind of exercise if you're learning yeah, something, right? Careful listening to all those folks out there uh, <laughs> trying to tell you about here, trade with, with my system right. and you'll make money. Trade with this system, you'll make yeah. money. You know what? They all make money, but they don't make money for you because, because we have this little factor called the human factor. We think we can tweak it a little bit here and there and we can make it better, which means we can make more money and, and it doesn't work that way. Um, Things were designed to fulfill a purpose. Let it fulfill that purpose. And if you need something else, then find another system. Well said. Uh, and of course, your radio show, right, too. I want to make sure we mention that as well. Also, we'll have it linked in the show notes, but I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about it in terms of uh, where people could go to find out more about it. Uh, the best thing would probably go to my YouTube page. Just uh, go to YouTube and go look for Bill Hasse Innovative Strategies. It'll come up. I would love for you to subscribe to it. Um, uh, generally, uh, we do go live Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time. And uh, and I just bring on people that I've met that are amazing. They're just the three qualifications. They just they have to be very, very good at what they do. They have to be very passionate about what they do. And they have to be humble about it. That's, that's it. Because it's just about having conversations and helping people understand problems and troubles that they're going to run into as business owners and the solutions that are out there and available to them. Um, and best practice solutions is what I try to bring to into play. Agreed. And well said. Thank you, Bill. We'll link to that in the show notes. And then the last question I have for you is who should reach out to you and how can they get in touch? Anybody who's interested in learning about finance, you know, financial, uh, about, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, there's investing, there's insurance, there's long-term care, there's annuities, there's the, those kinds of things. But there's also buying a home, buying a car, paying for college, paying. How do you be your own bank? I can show you how to be your own bank. Wouldn't you love to take $25,000 out of your own bank, buy a car, pay back to your own bank so you have the money back, compounded interest, and you have a car? That would be kind of neat, right? You could do that oh, at yeah. home. You could do, you know, I don't know of a dealership yet that that where you buy a car from for $25,000 and then four years later, you go back and they give you your money back. 
you know, but there's, there's, it, it, the show is called Innovative Strategies because there are innovative strategies out there. You know, this is not the old school grandpa ways of just put your money in mutual funds and let it grow. And hopefully, and a hope and prayer when you're 65 retiring that there's enough money there for you to live a decent life. Uh, the one you've become accustomed to. Those, those days are gone. Um, that, you know, it, 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 it's still part of a, of a portfolio, but, uh, but think outside the box. There's, there's lots of things that AI, you talked about AI, look who's leading the pack in AI, IBM, right? And, 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 you know, there's others, there's vertical farming, there's, there's 10G, there's robotics. Um, there's so many cool things going on in technology. You need to look in that direction. Thank you for that. And uh, what would be the best way to reach out? How should people reach out to you? The easiest way is uh, you can reach me at bill at billhasi.com. That's my email. It's as simple as you can get. Bill at BillHasse.com. That's H-A-A-S-E. A lot of folks like to use two S's, but I don't do that. Fantastic. Thank you, Bill. And we'll link to all that in the show notes as well, too. So for our listeners who want to know more and track any of that stuff, it'll be listed there. Uh, thanks again, Bill. I appreciate it very much for you being here and sharing your knowledge with us and our audience. Great time with you, Sean. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Accounting Automation. I hope you found it valuable. I help accounting firms scale their profit exponentially without needing to hire any additional accountants. So if your firm is in growth mode and can't keep up, I'd love to talk to you more about how I can empower your firm to do more with less through automation and technology. To learn more, visit my website, nextstep.io, or email me, sean at nextstep.io. That's sean, S-E-A-N, at nextstep, N-X-T-S-T-E-P, dot I-O. Hey folks, Sean here, and I want to thank you for engaging with my content and encourage you to sign up for my free five-day video email course called Bottleneck Buster. Bottleneck Buster is designed to show you how to boost the profitability of your firm without hiring. You'll learn where your firm is wasting time, how to get that time back, and how to reinvest it to drive greater profitability. Sign up for the course at bottleneckbuster.com.